Hello and welcome to another edition of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. My name is John Dennis. You can catch me on 97.5 WPCV. Joining me, as always, John Williams. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah, it's a little hiatus. A little, uh, hold on, hold on. I think I'm, uh, hold on. There it is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right in time for Halloween. Huh? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. This comes out right before Halloween does. Anyways, also joining us, as always, Alberto Camargo. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Um, the divided attention between the podcast and the heat game watching in front of me. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could watch the heat game. Tyler Hero just got fouled on a three. Did he? He's got like 17 points now, doesn't he? Yeah. What a legend. <laughs> the kid's a bucket. Anyways, we'll get into NBA and heat talk later. Uh, but uh, before we do that, first off, I'd like to invite you kindly to subscribe to the Somewhat Sports Podcast if you're not already. I'd also ask if you could please rate, review, uh, please rate and review in addition to subscribing. Uh, because that stuff kind of matters quite a bit, uh, you know. And you can always follow the Somewhat Sports podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Somewhat Sports. I figured I'd change things up, by the way, and, and do this before instead of at the end. Because I feel like people get like 50 minutes into our hour-long podcast, and they're like, "All right, that's about once it." Once they hear the outro, they're yeah, like, "All right, exactly. click off." <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm going to do this on the front end. I do this on other podcasts, so I understand. That's a good idea. <laughs> what you're on other podcasts? No, no, no. I mean, like when I'm hearing podcasts, I'm listening uh, to other podcasts. Uh-huh. When uh-huh. I start, when I start hearing them say, "All right, follow us on click." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we're going to get it out on the front end. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Somewhat Sports. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at John Dennis Radio. John, where can they find you? JL Williams 5 on Instagram. And Alberto? A-L-B-A-R-E-T-O-E on Twitter and on Instagram the same with an underscore. Nice. I need to find a quicker way to say that. It's Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just change my ad to something simpler. Probably should. (laughs) (laughs) Probably should. Anyways, uh, so we were talking a little bit uh, before we got, you know, ready to do the podcast about uh, intramural sports a little bit. And, uh, well, you were originally talking about like a guy that you know. Yeah. Who <laughs> a very typical. He's terrorizing the, uh, the local. Uh, takes life way too serious. Yeah. yeah, the LA Fitness near my house. He is there five days a week. And the only two days he's not there is because they're playing basketball, volleyball in the, on the courts instead of basketball. Mm. But he's there with a headband on, the newest so LeBrons, the tights. Shooting sleeve? No, no, no sleeves. I haven't seen him with sleeves. Uh, but every time tights? he's there, he's always trying to get next if he's not playing. <laughs> if he is playing and his team loses, he tries to get on the team that won. He's that guy. And That's crazy. He plays, he shoots threes, dribbles the ball way too hard, <laughs> echoes through the gym. Does he bring his official FIBA ball? <laughs> One guy does, not him, but there's another guy with a FIBA ball. It's hilarious. It's actually, it's a really nice feeling ball, but <laughs> anyways. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been to uh, to one of those, like, you know, what would you call that? I guess, like, just, like, pickup games or whatever. Yeah, it's like a public court. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to a pickup game in a while. I think the last time I played a pickup game of basketball with, was with you, John, I think a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. I tried to get going the other day uh, at the at the Y, mm. and... Uh, Unfortunately, they're having like a not a summer camp, but like one of those like kids like you know after school programs. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not trying to like talk about kid real quick. Or, no, well, not even that. <laughs> like, you know, because they only have like the half like court thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just, I just, it wasn't worth it for me, so I decided to get. So I decided to just work out instead. Um, but anyways, uh, I I do miss intramurals a little bit though. Like back when I was in college, like you know, I, I played football in high school, and I kind of missed like that competitive. Mm-hmm. but flag football it was fine but you know i played offensive line you can't really do the same kind of thing when you play <laughs> flag football yeah, you can't yeah. the physicality isn't really there can't, pan- good can't pancake somebody in flag yeah, Every, exactly. everyone wants to score in flag football too yeah i played quarterback believe it or not when we did uh flag football i was pretty good um enough about tooting my own horn though <laughs> i did you guys have like intramural sports that you were like really uh really big into because not only did because i i didn't like flag football as much. i still played it because it's football but my favorite intramural sport to play, believe it or not, was floor hockey because I got to play goalie, and I loved playing goalie. How, how, how large are the goals? Not very big. They, were, they weren't bigger than you? No. Like, like, not they, like... Were not, they, they were shorter than like me standing. Right. Like If I was standing maybe like, I don't know, like belly button height, I guess. Were but they like, like hockey size goals? Kind of. I think a little smaller than like a regulation like hockey goal. Okay. So yeah, pretty easy to to 
be a goaltender for that. Yeah, game. yeah. Okay. And I, I just, you know, I, the reactions were there, you know, like little kick saves here and there. It was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> I said goaltender. I mean goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I loved, I loved, I loved the floor hockey. Would you guys, would you guys get into, into intramurals? Some Quidditch maybe? <laughs> oh my gosh. I just found out there was Quidditch. The more and more, I, huge, the yeah. more and more I think about it, the more fun it sounds to play. It really does sound like a little bit <laughs> fun. So like, I, it's a Harry Potter thing, obviously. Yeah. So if you don't know Harry Potter, like, could you explain the rules of Quidditch? I like, can't, but I can try. <laughs> so basically, it's it's like basketball, but the hoops are vertical, and you throw the ball through the hoop, basically, to score points. Um, but the big thing in Quidditch is that you're on brooms and flying in Harry Potter. And obviously, in real life, we don't fly on right. brooms, unfortunately. Yeah. But you still run with brooms between your legs, which is hilarious. And then you accrue points by scoring through the goal but then also there's the snitch which is like a special golden ball if you catch the snitch you win the game automatically in real life there's no flying ball so instead they have a very fast person with a gold suit on like a bodysuit <laughs> with a little with like a tail i wonder if also, they have like out there telling on people yeah, like, <laughs> yeah they're not a snitch, they're a snitch. No, I'm, I'm thinking like they it's like this whole big thing because I'm, I'm in my mind right they like bring out like a suitcase, right? Like a like a oh, yeah, like, like they do in Harry Potter, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they unlatch it, and there's this gold bodysuit in there, and they pick someone <laughs> to be the official snitch, oh and he God. squeezes into the body. But yeah, suit. apparently it has to be a very fast person because right. obviously it has to be hard to catch it. And then, but right. if you do catch it, you win the game. But it's like 150 bucks or 150 points, right? Something like that. I don't quite Some, remember. But yeah. the point is, that's not the intramural sport I <laughs> I love playing a lot. Right. The one I actually do like playing a lot anytime I get the chance. And they do it two times a week at LA Fitness is volleyball. Right. And volleyball is a usually five on five sport and it's like a lot of fun because everybody has to play separate positions. So you can't, you know, just kind of have your own, your style of play. You have to play everywhere. And right. I'm a tall person, so I enjoy Probably blocking not. spikes, mm-hmm. spiking, and just in general, the sport. Yeah. How about you, John? Yeah. So in between basketball, we had a little bit of spare time to, to, di- to dabble in a couple things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys ever heard of spike ball? No. I've seen people play it. I haven't played it myself. It's the is little, it the one with like the trampoline? The little trampoline. Oh, yeah, so I have seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the most fun to me. Um, the one that I was that I enjoyed also was obviously volleyball. But I'm looking at this list, and they have a bunch of stuff here. Like, they got a thing called Octopush, which is basically <laughs> <What>? underwater <laughs> hockey. <laughs> well, when you get a chance, just go on Google and look up the top intramural Sports. There's a lot more out there than we than we think. But spike ball was my favorite. Maybe we'll uh, we'll have to do some sort of like somewhat sports uh, leagues because we're always. I mean, we're always judging all of these athletes on you know how well they're playing a certain game. But it's always funny to see like you know the people who are talking smack about you know oh <laughs> Kyle Allen's garbage. Oh yeah. well, you know this guy can't even spike the ball right in spike <laughs> ball. So it's like know. that. It's like that video of Darren Rovell. I think he ran like a forty yard dash at the combine one year, and yeah. he ran it in like seven or six seconds oh, or something like that God. in a whole like a, in a full suit and tie. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting to see the the difference between these you know elite level athletes and just your average Joe the critics yeah, yeah exactly the people talking oh this guy's terrible <laughs> yeah exactly so i don't know maybe we'll get a you know maybe some 3v3s maybe we'll do like a 3v3 tournament some i'm sports, super uh, down you know us three against uh you know whoever wants to come down maybe we'll have uh maybe we'll have uh, bubby come back during the off season and uh I would say he could be our alternate, but chances are he'll probably start over me and you guys could do it. Yeah, one, one, of, one of us could be like the bench guy, <laughs> the rotation guy. <laughs> probably me. Probably me. <laughs> Basketball is not my sport, that's for sure. Um, but anyways, I, I, there is a lot of sports to get into, so we might as well get into that uh, right now. So the trade deadline officially closed. Some people that a lot of people thought were going to move uh, ended up not going anywhere. There's some rumors swirling around at the end there. Le'Veon Bell got you know named mm-hmm. uh, in terms of trade rumors. Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams did too, actually. As a Jinx, fact, you owe me a Coke. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, Robbie Anderson, again, staying with the Jets. A, lo- a lot of those guys on the Jets uh, being shocked. One guy that did leave the Jets, though, was Leonard Williams. Giants mm-hmm. uh, sent the Jets a third and a fifth for Leonard Williams. How do you feel about that, John? You're the, the resident Giants. Uh, they seem like they're in win-now mode, right? Is that a... <laughs> He couldn't, even, right. he couldn't even get to yeah, <laughs> See, you, you just couldn't wait to put it out there. Right, listen, I'll take it game by game, okay? That's that's all I'll say right now about that's the fair. Giants, okay? That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad move, I don't think. 
Um, you don't got to try to make me feel better. <laughs> well, it's it's not a bad move for Leonard Williams because he, he gets to keep the same house. Doesn't have to leave, yeah. The, yeah, you know, the same building he gets to go to when he goes to the games. Just drives to a different part of New yeah. Jersey. <laughs> Poor guy. He has to stay in New Jersey. I think that's the worst part about it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so that's those you know that was one of the bigger names. Another big name that got moved. The Rams ended up sending uh, Keep Talib and a fifth round pick to the Dolphins uh, for a seventh round pick because of course the Dolphins also in win now mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I mean a Keep Talib is on injured reserve. I think until like week fifteen or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like the first week he can come back. Uh, so this is basically like the Rams saying we need to dump this salary. We'll pay you a fifth round pick. Yeah, uh, in exchange for you know you taking the salary off of our books, so they can sign uh, Jalen Ramsey to a long term deal. That's uh, a pretty horizontal move, like lifestyle wise. L.A. to Miami. Yeah, I think Akeem's going to be just fine, <laughs> especially like and, uh, I have a group chat with some some buddies of mine. They were talking about like, oh, like you know, poor Akeem to leave has to go from a you know Super Bowl contender to the Dolphins. I'm like, well. First off, the Rams don't look that good this year. I mean, right. they could turn it around. You never know. You know, if it, maybe some of their offensive linemen get healthy or, you know, whatever. Maybe they coalesce at the end of the season. You know, Sean McVay is obviously very talented as a coach, so you can never really count them out. Uh, that being said, though, I don't think they're going to make a whole lot of noise in the playoffs this year. But he's got millions of dollars in the bank right now, and he's going to Miami. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hang out. He doesn't have to get hit for the next <laughs> eight weeks, you know, six, you know, or seven. Yeah. What is it? They put him on, I think, two weeks ago, maybe a week or two ago, on injury reserve. Uh, so you know, seven weeks of hanging out in Miami. I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. And getting paid millions. Like, yeah, who doesn't want that? Exactly. Who knows? He might not even play another snap for the Dolphins. Honestly, I'm just saying, like, you know, exactly. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be in those shoes any day. Uh, the Cardinals uh, also uh, trading with the Dolphins. They send a conditional sixth round pick. Uh, for Kenyon Drake, uh, I know the Dolphins were looking for a fourth rounder, but I mean, wasn't really doing anything with the Dolphins. He's in a contract year, so uh, it's tough to to send them um, for anything you know more than what they got for him. Uh, that being said, that that makes me a little worried about David Johnson a little bit. I mean, we saw Chase Edmonds; uh, he left the last game. Uh, with a hamstring issue mm-hmm. when they were playing against the Saints. He was, I want to say it was like the third quarter, something like that, second or third quarter. And he pulled up with a hamstring issue and it did not look very good. He like limped heavy to the sideline. Um, and who knows how long it's going to be for David Johnson. Because my thinking is if they thought, okay, you know, Chase Edmonds is injured, but David Johnson might be back like in the next like week or two, then you maybe not make that move. Right. But they did, yeah. so it makes me a little bit concerned about David Johnson because I, I mean, don't get me wrong, they they're not eliminated from the playoffs by any means, but I don't think I mean they play the Forty ers <laughs> on Thursday, you know you got to think with the way the Forty ers are playing, they are favored to win that game at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and they have another game against the Forty ers later in the season. I think like two weeks. Yeah, later, two weeks from like now. That? Yeah. So, the, to me, they're not making a playoff push. So I'm I'm curious to see why they're willing to give up capital, even though I mean a conditional six isn't crazy um, for Kenyon Drake. But anyways, remains to be seen. Uh, another little tidbit of NFL news: Andy Dalton apparently benched for something called Ryan Finley. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Rookie Ryan Finley. A lot of people had him, you know, fourth on the uh, on the prospect list, uh, quarterback wise, behind. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, obviously, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, uh, Daniel Jones, maybe. I would have uh, guessed, could have argued based, on the, based on the name Ryan Finley, I would have guessed he was like an 11-year veteran that never like, was always a backup. Yeah. Like, I don't remember <laughs> Ryan Finley in college football last year. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. But apparently he's going to be uh, the guy moving forward, you know, for, you know, Zach Taylor and the, uh, <laughs> the Bengals. I mean, that's one thing that like is crazy. I mean, apparently uh, AJ Green is coming back after the bye week, so you're two weeks away from from maybe seeing AJ Green back in a Bengals uniform. Obviously, he didn't get traded at the end of this year. Um, but if I'm AJ Green, like I'm not super stoked about Ryan Finley being the guy going forward because like you could say anything you want about Andy Dalton, but he could get AJ Green the football. He had a fantastic chemistry with AJ Green, so it remains to be seen. I mean, if the 
maybe they've already kind of talked to AJ Green saying, hey, you know, we're going to re-sign you at the end of this year. These are, you know, maybe has some sort of like preliminary, you know, talks mm-hmm. maybe you'd have to think. But if you're AJ Green and you haven't had those conversations with the with the, uh, with the the Bengals, I think I'd be pretty upset because you got to think that his, his – because he's in a contract year, you got to think that his numbers are going to suffer with Ryan Finley at the <laughs> helm, like – don't get me wrong. Like he might be okay, but it sounds like you put. It sounds like you use a name generator. Like I don't. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I believe you when you say Ryan Finley is their <laughs> starting quarterback. Person, I don't yeah. know who that is. <laughs> exactly. No, I totally, I totally agree. But that's the thing with the Dolphins. I mean, they're right now they're tanking and they're embracing it and they're shipping off all assets that they can recoup any sort of value from. Um, you know, if you don't want to be there, obviously like Minka Fitzpatrick, and that that seems to have worked out. You know, pretty well for the for the Steelers. You know, he had a couple of uh, picks on Monday Night Football. Uh, today's Tuesday, so as of yesterday. Um, so, you know, there are cert- some teams that have, you know, made these moves. And uh, when you look at the Texans, you know, trading for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, that seems to have more or less worked out for them. Uh, although losing J.J. Watts can be pretty big for them, but, you know, that's yeah, another that's conversation. Um, but uh, anyways, my point is that the Dolphins have a plan, but it seems like the Bengals don't really have a plan. Because AJ Green is what 30, 31 years old right now, right on a contract year. Like, is is he going to be a guy that you're going to sign for a long, you know, four or five year deal? Do you want to do that if you're the Bengals? Because how much like production are you going to get over the next couple of years? First off, like AJ Green is injured every year. It seems like he misses at least a few games. So I I'm curious to see what the Bengals are doing. You know what's interesting? Go ahead. I'm looking up Ryan Finley now. He played at North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, same conference as the team I'm a fan of, Miami. They didn't play last year, but I don't remember Ryan Finley. The crazy thing is, he was first team All-ACC over Trevor Lawrence. Did not know that. Still didn't know who he was. He was picked in the fourth round, did not know who he was. It's crazy how sometimes that, you know... Some of these guys fly under the radar. I was expecting to see his Wikipedia page and see, like, very average numbers and maybe <laughs> he... Middle did. Tennessee State. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He played at like Colgate. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Ryan Finley. Put some respect. Ricky had a rice. <laughs> put some respect on Ryan Finley. He's yeah. probably going to do uh, nothing. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Again, he's got. I mean, their team isn't devoid of talent. I mean, Joe Mixon's there. Obviously, uh, their offensive line, I think, has been the real big issue with them. Um, you know, not being able to run block for Joe Mixon, and they've been throwing the ball a lot. You know, Auden Tate's coming on a little bit. Um, you know, John Ross obviously got injured earlier in the season, but he was he was doing okay before he got before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there is there is talent there, but like that's nowhere near like close to being competitive, a, a good roster like yeah. top to bottom. You know, and didn't you have a stat about like like running backs or something like that? That yeah. So uh, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I remember it was uh, there are seven running backs in the NFL who are being paid twenty million a year or right. more, and those teams who have those seven running backs are. 20 and 33 and one that's crazy so that's one of those that's 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 one of those stats that can be put in the, the argument for not re-signing a, a running back to big money right um you know i running running back is not the end of, like you can't build a, a roster around a running back you should yeah you, you you could but you shouldn't right yeah well <laughs> it, it remains to be seen whether or not that's going to be a good idea um i mean joe Mixon i think has a couple of years left on his deal so if you're going to get any production like you you'd want to do it now i guess before right. you have to re-sign him because uh, i mean for all intents and purposes, he's been like a good running back. The issues with his numbers right now have been strictly like he gets hit before he can do anything. Yeah, he has no, he has no blocking. Time. And also they refuse to give him the football down the field like in like a David Johnson kind of role. They're mm. kind of deferring to Giovanni Bernard in a lot of ways um, in terms of the passing game, but whatever. Anyways, I'm tired of talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I really am. I've exhausted my Cincinnati Bengals knowledge at this point. Um, but I do want to kind of go through some of these... Uh, more relevant teams, we'll call it. Uh, I want to know because we're we're about halfway through the season right now. I think we we've got a, a decent sample size uh, where we can make some uh, predictions, maybe on on where these teams are going to finish. I know last uh, podcast we did a a one through three ranking in both the Eastern and Western Conference in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could do a little AFC NFC uh, seeds one two one two and three. Also, oh, we're predicting the seeds, uh, or are we like, doing, like, I mean, the power like, ranking of the teams. I would say let's just do power ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like a lot could change in the next yeah, eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. And like whatever. you know, yes. Because I mean, right now I still think that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West. You know, 
but they may not get the two seed, even though I think that they're mm. the second best team. A little spoiler for you there. But like, well, let me just go ahead and just go through the whole thing. AFC, you got to start with the Patriots, number one, because the defense is otherworldly. I know. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Um, Tom Brady hasn't been outstanding, but they're, you know, they, they just signed Mohamed Sanu. Uh, he, him and Josh Gordon never really got on the same page, really. Uh, so it, it makes sense that they would go out and get someone like Mohamed Sanu. And, and Mohamed Sanu is one of those guys that he's he's got talent. He's he's physically gifted. I mean, everyone in the NFL, for the most part, is physically mm-hmm. talented. Um, but Mohamed Sanu is very smart in the way that he plays receiver because he's very good at sitting down in zones, finding soft spots in, you know, in between zones. And, and just kind of sitting in them, depending on, obviously, what, what route he's supposed to be running. Um, and that's what the Patriots really like, is intelligent receivers that they know, okay, they know how to identify the defense as they're playing and where to sit to give the quarterback a good look. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, like, for the first time in a long time, for sure, maybe ever, the Patriots don't need Tom Brady to be Tom Terrific to no, have a good season. No. You know, like, they have a good enough unit on the other side of the ball to... Um, to you know, to ride them to to ride the very common blueprint of great defense, right? And you know, slightly above average offense. Well, see, and and that's the crazy thing too is like they're they're kind of going a little bit old school with like their philosophy. Obviously, the defense is very solid, and mm-hmm. they're I think I can't remember the exact number, but they're running more in the red zone I think than any other team in the NFL Interesting. right now. Um, and if they're not number one, they're number two or number three. Like they're very very high because like they're they're relying tremendously on the running game. Um, and it makes sense, you know, they've got, you know, four running backs right now that are pretty solid guys. I mean, Rex Burkhead now is back from injury. Sony Michelle, obviously is very good. Uh, James White, who obviously when you think of James White, you think pass catcher out of the backfield, but he's also like, I mean, they also run the ball with him and they do a yeah. really good job of it. Uh, Brandon Bolden, you know, every once in a while will come in and, and spell some of these guys and then he looks pretty good too. Um, so they don't really need Tom to do that, and like that's the crazy thing too is that, is that the that's the best way, in my opinion, for them to get back to where they are is preserve Tom Brady's arm over the beginning of the season because you kind of saw the same thing happen with Drew Brees, you saw the same thing happen with Philip Rivers, and to an extent Tom Brady last season when they were throwing the ball a lot, and then when it got towards the end, you know, old man's arm, you know, wasn't uh, <laughs> you know what it used to be, and they weren't able to to sling the rock like they were you know in weeks one through ten. You know, once it got to deeper into the playoffs, mm. um, so I think that might be what they're doing. That's why I kind of think that Drew Brees' little uh, break with his hand issue has been almost kind of like a blessing in disguise because he's got to rest his arm for later in the season by having a nice little six-week vacation, if you will, <laughs> or yeah, five-week vacation. Just, you know, the fact that it's a throwing hand injury is yeah, what still makes but me he skeptical. Looks good. He did look good. Yeah. I just and they're saying that it's it's going to be more of a discomfort thing. I think this season. Um, than anything else, but as long as he can manage the discomfort, he doesn't have any, uh, you know, aggravations of the injury, yeah. so running into it again or whatever it is. I guess we're just in that territory with Breeze of at any point he could drop off, and it wouldn't be a surprise because that's he's old, and history tells us that forty years old is not a good time to play quarterback. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, they can rely on uh, Alvin Kamara. Obviously, Alvin, Alvin Kamara hasn't played the last couple of games, but Latavius Murray is like fantastic when Alvin Kamara is not there. So even if they don't have that dynamic guy out of the backfield, they still have a solid running. Uh, you know, solid running back with Latavius Murray. So um, I've got them number one, actually, in the NFC. Um, but my AFC picks, Patriots, Chiefs, and I got the Ravens at number three. Mm. I mm. Not a fan? I No, I, I, I enjoy watching the Ravens play, but I have to... I, I really feel like I have to defer to the Colts because the Colts have... And that's by... That, my, my top three would be Patriots, Chiefs, Colts. And the reason why I put the Colts there is because I feel like Jacoby Brissett has, when I mean, we've seen him, he's not had a, there's not been a, an extreme drop-off from the potential of this team with Andrew Luck. Obviously, mm-hmm. Luck retires in a shock move, and Brissett's kind of thrown into the number one spot, and this team is now sits at 5-2, and two, and, you know, they're not playing in the toughest division ever. It's a close race, I'd say. You know, none of the teams in the AFC South are worse than 4-4, four and four, but none of those teams are extremely good. I think right. they, so, you can find faults in all of those. Right. Teams. And I just think the Colts have a, I'd say that I'd still consider them the favorite to take that division. I agree. And I have the Colts at number four. If we're going to extrapolate this list, you yeah. know, further, I have the Colts at number four 
because of the fact that first off their offensive line is dominant. You know, their their defense is really solid. I mean, they've got Malik Hooker back there. They've got uh, Darius Leonard who looks really good. Obviously, building on his his really good rookie season. Um, and then you talk about the offense. Marlon Mack is tremendous. You know, T.Y. Hilton has been a little banged up, but if he can stay healthy, which is obviously a tough ask, but if he is healthy, he's solid. Um, Pascal has been solid. Paris Campbell, you know, I think is, is a little banged up right now also. But when he comes back, I think he's a solid addition to the offense too. Um, Eric Ebron, you know, a, a really talented tight end. And again, I mean, Jacoby Reset has been has been serviceable, you know, if not, you know, better than that, considering the fact that he's been super clutch. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you watch any of the game against the Broncos? The first, like... Three and a half quarters did not look really that great no, yeah, for, it was, it for was, the Colts. It was one of those games that the first three quarters made me turn off the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I didn't see the. I end wouldn't of it, blame actually. you. I wouldn't blame you. But there was one time uh, I can't remember who was who was on them, but the, the the Denver Broncos defense was was suffocating. I mean, they were all over him, and then he kind of just he was on the goal line, you know, in in his own end zone, basically mm. fought through it. Very like you know Eli Manning, you know, in the Patriots uh, Super Bowl game where he kind of <laughs> ducks out of this craziness, shoulder pad hanging yeah, out, and then yeah, <laughs> pretty much, and he he slings it, and I think he finds uh, T. Y. Hilton on the sideline, you know, like I want to say like 15, 20 yards downfield, and it was tremendous. It was a tremendous play uh, by Jacoby Brissett, and mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing where it's you thought okay. He's been a, a good game manager. There's solid talent around him, and he's been able to do just enough to not screw everything up. Right. Kind of like what Matt Moore has basically done <laughs> in service of, of Patrick Mahomes. What right? is that? Is what he's done for his whole career. <laughs> Matt pretty, Moore. <laughs> that's pretty fair. Uh, I do love me some Matt Moore, but that's like, you know, that's like a Dolphins bias talking. But um, the thing is that that was one of those moments where I'm looking like, that's, that's something you don't really get to see too often with some of these guys. You know, where they, they're able to evade pressure, they're strong in the pocket, they're not easy to take down, and they find a, you know, a, a, they find a hole they can, you know, squeeze through uh, on the offensive line and they sling the ball down the field and find an open receiver. Like, that's, those are those moves that you look at a, at a quarterback and you're like, if he can do that, like, that's pretty solid. Yeah, you've you got know? something there. Exactly. So, I do have the, the Colts for. I wouldn't be surprised if they flip-flop, but right now I have the Ravens third just because I, I think that the talent that Lamar Jackson has is such a mismatch. And plus, they just traded for Marcus Peters, so that defense is going to be better. Their run defense was already pretty solid, and if they can shore up that secondary um, by adding a guy like Marcus Peters, who is better than what they had, if Jimmy Smith can come back healthy, I'm not sure what the timeline is on Jimmy Smith. Has he even been back yet? I, I haven't really looked too much into whether or not Jimmy Smith has been back yet. I know he was kind of banged up earlier uh, in the season. Yeah, the Ravens expect to have cornerback Jimmy Smith. Uh, Marquise Brown supposed to be back. And uh, Patrick Onwasar. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm guessing that's either O-N-W-U-A-S-O-R. That's a, that's a tough one for me. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, those guys are all expected to be back against the Patriots this week. Obviously, like that's the game I'm looking forward to, I think, the most. Uh, this week because I want to see how the Ravens stack up against obviously everyone assumes the Patriots are going to be number one you know everyone thinks they are number one right now in yeah. the league they're the team to beat uh, so seeing the Ravens take on them kind of like as a measuring stick if they beat them I mean that's that's incredible because um, that defense is really good but again that defense is good but Lamar Jackson is <laughs> is also really good. You know, he's one of those guys you can't play like traditionally, you know, defense. You can't even do really quarterback spies with him because that's that would that would be like your normal answer for a, a running quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, a guy, a guy who can scramble. But that's like more like Steve Young or like Aaron Rodgers where it's like he's a mobile quarterback and he can gash you here and there. Andrew Luck was kind of in the same mold too, but like yeah. Lamar Jackson is something different. When it comes to like running quarterbacks, he's totally different. Yeah, that's what puts that's what gives me the edge for the Ravens to at that number three spot. Yeah, and the only reason why I would put the Colts maybe edge them above would be their power of schedule. Um, and they did, and the, I think they beat the Chiefs this year, and I right. think the Ravens lost to them. So, if I had to make an argument for the Colts, that would be the only argument. Right. Yeah, I mean the. The Ravens lost to the Browns. That's a, as bad of an indictment as I can <laughs> yeah. I can give. Um, <laughs> the Colts would have beat the Dolphins sixty to nothing. Exactly, not fifty nine to nothing. That's, true. That's probably true. <laughs> so you're cutting deep, man. Relax. Anyways, um, yeah. Again, I think you can make the case for either of them being there. Um, well, I think the top two are consistent between all of us. Yeah, right? yeah. Especially now Can't that really we argue that. yeah, especially now that we know that Patrick Mahomes' injury apparently wasn't super crazy, and all, from what I read. 
Uh, <laughs> he's apparently he's got stretchy joints. I mean, I don't know how. Like, what? I don't know. It's a medical term. It's very scientific. <laughs> uh, but apparently, like his like uh, tendons. Greenium. Yeah, kind of. Well, apparently his tendons are like are stretchier than normal, which is a good thing and a bad thing because if if you're if your uh, tendons are looser on the looser side, it means that you're less likely to tear a ligament like an ACL yeah. or whatever, but you're more likely to get Just more minor stuff constantly. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense, and it's. I, I yeah, I guess I'd rather have the minor stuff than a major injury like an ACL, but that's annoying. Right, it is, it is. Um, so I, again, it remains to be seen. I mean, who knows if they put it? I mean, I'm I'm hoping that they put him in a brace going forward. I Have mean, to. It's, it's yeah. going to hurt the mobility a little bit. But Patrick Mahomes, like, he's he's a creative guy, and he's got all the arm talent in the world, and like, th- I think that that's still enough to get him by. And who knows? Maybe he won't have to have the brace on for more than like a year and a half. Maybe he'll have to do you know the rest of this year, maybe next year the brace, and then maybe they'll see if they can go on with that one after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that everyone would kind of agree that the Chiefs are our number two right now, especially with Patrick Mahomes uh, expected to come back. If not next week, then the week afterwards. But Matt Moore has been okay like he's been he's been Matt he's, Moore. i mean yeah matt Moore. like he's been serviceable yes yeah i guess is the word i would use to describe it because he hasn't been like good like there are times where i'm looking like oh my god like what are you doing matt like <laughs> it's it's bad but i you know when you have the playmakers that that kansas city has you know it's it makes it a lot easier and plus andy reads obviously super uh creative when it comes to his play calling and play design and stuff like that so uh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It was kind of a little bit of a heartbreaking game against the uh, against the uh, the Packers, and I, man, watching them punt with like I think it was like three or four minutes left in the fourth quarter, down one score, back to Aaron Rodgers. Like, what are you doing? It's almost like they conceded the game. They basically did. I think there's like there's something called like a surrender index. I mean, like, to, I remember like watching it, and I'll see if I can find it. Go ahead and make make your point. I was gonna I really say to, to be fair, after the, the touchdown, the Aaron Rodgers threw falling down in the corner of the back, back corner of the end zone. I probably would have surrendered the uh, game yeah, too. Yeah, you throw up your hands, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh my, if you're doing really? that, if you're doing that, Aaron, we're just gonna go home. But probably uh, not. No, I would say yeah, Chiefs number two, Patriots number one. There's not much argument for any other spot for either one of those either one of those teams. I'm hoping, here's the hoping we get another rematch in the AFC Championship game because, you know, as much as I like the Ravens, as much as we like the Colts, any one of those teams in the AFC Championship would be a bit of a disappointment. Right. Because you want to see that, you know, Patriots-Chiefs rematch, Brady-Mahomes too. I, I don't think I want to run the risk of the Patriots also getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's a biased <laughs> Dolphins fan thing. I just don't want to see it just because it's like watching the same movie over and over again. Like, do I really? I mean, I'm sure the game oh, there, would be there great. Were like, there were six Rockies. <laughs> yeah, after like Rocky Four, I was like, "This is enough." Yeah, okay. we're, we're we're on Fast and Furious Nine coming out next exactly. year. Exactly, and, yeah, and I have pretty tired of no it. interest in watching it. <laughs> I just like I don't want to watch Patriots Super Bowl Nine. They're at six right now. That's enough. Eight appearances. Yeah, it would be number nine. Yikes. <laughs> but moving on to like to the NFC, or do you want to? Yeah, let's do the NFC. I think okay. it's a little more uh, wide open um, in terms of. Who you can place in, in different in different mm-hmm. you can make an argument for a lot of teams. But right now I've got the Saints number one. I think I mentioned that. Uh the Saints number one in the NFC. I've got the Packers number two. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've got the Packers two uh because I think that now like there were some concerns earlier in the season that Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur's offense like weren't going to gel really that well. But you've seen, like, even without Devontae Adams now, who's been out for, you know, what, four weeks now? They're Feels still, like it's been longer. It does feel like I mean, I'm a, I'm a Devontae Adams fantasy owner, so, ah, it so does, you, you it were feels very like invested. Forever. <laughs> um, but they are make, they're getting it done with, like, who? Like, Lazard? Like, who the hell is that? <laughs> right? That's, a, that's another one of those guys that, you put it into a name generator. Yeah, I'm convinced it's, like, it's a name who generator. Who is that? Yeah, exactly. It's Alan Lazard, Lazard right? Is uh, probably. <laughs> who the heck knows, man? I don't even think his parents know. Jeez. But then, you know, and then Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's a great name. He, he, it is from like a, <laughs> a name recognition. Like everyone, like, you know, there's no mistaking who that is. MBS. There's like 18 different Brandon Marshalls in the league, but there's only one Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's for sure. <laughs> 
Um, you know, and he hasn't even been really that great. He's had his spots yeah. here and there, but he's got the hyphen though, so I'm a fan. That's true. Yeah, he goes. <laughs> Shea Gilgis Alexander. Hyphen, yeah, always love a hyphen. <laughs> but Devontae Adams is supposed to be coming back, but Aaron Jones has been fantastic. Like they, I, I don't know if it's because of the fact that they can't really rely on their receivers to make these plays all the time or what. But Aaron Jones has been a lot more involved in the passing game. He looks fantastic. Even, I mean, that's the crazy thing too. Is like you, you thought it was going to be either Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, like on a given week for mm-hmm. for the first few weeks. You know. Aaron Jones would have a big game. Jamal Williams would have a big game. Aaron Jones would have another big game. And then Jamal Williams got hurt. So he was out for, I think, uh, he got hurt at the very, I think it was the first play of the Eagles game, I believe it was. So we'll just call that two games because it was that game and the next game uh, yeah. with a concussion. But then he came back and had a solid game. And like it's been, it was kind of back and forth for a little while. But now it just, Aaron Jones has been killing it. And they've both been killing it, honestly. Hot take. Hot take. Is Aaron Rodgers even the best Aaron on his team? Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even indulge in it. No, I'm not even going to. Uh, no. I was going to ask you. So, you know, we talked a lot about the Packers in the last few minutes. Um, why would you put the Saints above them? seems like you had a lot of praise for the Packers. So I do have a lot of praise for the Packers, and it's because their offense has been tremendous, and you can never really count out Aaron Rodgers. But I think that the Saints are a more complete team. When you look at mm, okay. how good yes. they are like on their defensive line, first off, tremendous. Like That running defense is no joke. Like their front seven, fantastic. And then on top of that, they they have had some injuries in, at their at their slot corner, but they've been able to mask those somewhat for the most part. Um, Marshawn Lattimore has been really good. You've seen a resurgence in him because he had yeah. a little bit of a sophomore slump a little bit, um, but he's kind of returned to form and he looks really good. And if he can if, if he can shadow the other team's number one receiver, whoever that is, and limit them offensively, and then they can make it maybe bracket coverage on the other side with a safety. And uh, their number two corner, who I believe is Eli Apple right now. Um, and then, you know, if if your entire offense has to go through your slot receiver, like, no one's really worried about that. Yeah. Like, there are very few slot receivers that are that good to make you really scared about that, especially if they can't run the football. Mm-hmm. You know, if your only offense is the slot receiver, like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> You're in bad shape. Exactly, exactly. So you, you couple that with having uh, Drew Brees, who's been on, you know, five weeks of rest, six weeks of rest, whatever it is, and... Alvin Kamara, who obviously is a little banged up right now, but they expect him to be back and fine for the next couple of weeks. He's had his rest. When I, and I had mentioned it to you, I think, last week. Like, if I'm Sean Payton, I am I am resting Alvin Kamara until he's fine. Yeah, you're riding out Latavius Murray's flame until it goes out. Yeah, because Latavius Murray looks great. Like, they haven't missed the beat, really. I mean, they haven't been as involved. He hasn't been as involved in the passing game. But, you know, you throw in like these like Taysom Hill wrinkles that they have and whatever warm body they tried out, they trot out at tight end. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, <laughs> Jared Cook has been injured. Okay. Well, here's an, an Arnold for you. Like, what? <laughs> here's another name generator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why, like, and in, in you think about the coaching that's there. Sean Payton is an offensive genius. Like, it's it's been established now. Yeah. You know, and they have a Hall of Fame quarterback, Michael Thomas. I haven't even talked about Michael Thomas yet. <laughs> Wait, so you have them at number two, right? I've or got the Saints number one. number one. I got the Packers number two, and he was asking me that why I have the Packers. If I have such high praise for the Packers, why are the Packers not number and this one? Is, and the and el- that's the, this is the elephant in the room. What about the Niners? I have the Niners third, even though they do have the best record in John the NFC. John just made a face over here. He made a very nasty so, stink all right, so face. So go ahead, go ahead and, and, and give me your list, because my list is different than yours. Well, it's pretty similar to yours, except I just have the Niners first, and then um, Saints, and then um, the Packers at third right but did you did you have anybody different uh no mine was similar it was i actually had niners packers saints but i but i'm i'm very flexible on packers saints mm-hmm. i think those two teams are pretty even honestly yeah i mean the the green bay's uh pass defense has been really good jair alexander's really solid kevin mm-hmm. king's really good um they, they've been a little more vulnerable the last couple of weeks but i'm willing to give them a pass because they were so good at the beginning of the season so yeah um, but their their Achilles heel right now is their run defense. It's it's not very good. Um, so that's why I give the Saints the edge also there. But the Niners. So the Niners, okay, the Niners The Niners offense has been outstanding. You can't say anything about that. That being said. You mean the defense? It's both. Their okay, defense okay. has been really good, but their offense. I mean, they put up what fifty points against yeah, 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 50 the, yeah against the, the, the Panthers who 51. Yeah, there have been a lot of fifty-point games me. in the NFL yeah. this year. Fifty. Well, that's because the Dolphins play every week. So, um, 
<laughs> I didn't say it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Actually, have we allowed 50 this year? And not in half of your games, no, but in, more, in a few of them, yeah. All right. Anyways. I don't uh, know where you were going with that. Uh, I was just asking. I don't remember. I thought it was like maybe like 49. Maybe it was 48. I don't know. 59. Oh, was it? Oh, no. Anyways, <laughs> that's almost 60. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, so my point being, that's a, that's a solid Panthers defense. Like, by all accounts, like, everyone thought that Panthers defense was really good. Um, that being said, though, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm I'm not entirely sold on. Like they mm-hmm. they're running their their offense through their run game, which is fine. They've got Tevin Coleman, who's you know obviously had four touchdowns last game. Big, pretty big good, game. yeah. But the <laughs> thing good. is, the thing is that he's kind of been plagued by the injury bug the last couple of years. Matt Breida also has been plagued by the injury bug. You know, and I mean, if they're gonna throw out Raheem Mostert. Again, what? he's fine. <laughs> is that another name generator? It is. It is. <laughs> and he's been fine, but what? I just I don't want Raheem Mostert, you know, leading my team in rushes. I'm gonna call him Mustard. Yeah, it's a, that's a good name. So I just and their their wide receiver core isn't anything to write home about. I know they just traded for Emmanuel Sanders. We'll see how he gets integrated in the offense. I'm a big Kyle Shanahan guy. I do love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's really good. I think he's really smart. And I think he's a good play designer. All that. Um, but I think the tail for them has been their defense, yes. right? They're hanging their hat on their defense, being able to put them in favorable situations in order for the offense to run well. So let me just run down the quarterbacks that the San Francisco 49ers defense has had to play against. Okay. Jameis Winston. Okay. Andy Dalton, <laughs> Mason Rudolph, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, who Last year, this is a completely different connotation, but this mm-hmm. year he's been dreadful. Yeah. And there there could be a, a bunch of different reasons for that, but Jared Goff has not looked good this season. Then Case Keenum, and most recently Kyle Allen in the worst game of his career. Granted, Kyle Allen, there was a lot of you know hype about Kyle Allen, like, oh, is he going to take Cam Newton's job? If you watch Kyle Allen play, he's not that good. Yeah. Like, he's fine. He's good in a pinch. But if he's your starting quarterback, like, you're not happy right now. Yeah, so I said Winston, Dalton, Rudolph... Mayfield, Goff, Keenum, and Kyle Allen. Goff, Keenum. I'd say that you could argue the best quarterback in that group is Case Keenum. Maybe not. Maybe Jared Goff. <laughs> None of them are good arguments. Is what no, the point, exactly. is the point I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, and that's why, like, I, I still think their defense is good. Like, I'm not gonna say their defense isn't good. I just think that like the Patriots are like on a different stratosphere when it comes to like how they and and you can say the same thing about the Patriots defense and how they've played the and Patriots, they've only yeah, played opponents. you know they played the Dolphins and they played the Jets twice and they've played you the know Giants. the Giants and and the Redskins and all that you know fine okay I understand that but right now the Patriots defense is scoring at a historic clip mm, it's not like they're just like stopping the other team. It wasn't until like this week where they allowed a passing touchdown. <laughs> That's ridiculous. insane. It's, it's ridiculous. They, they also made a grown man professional quarterback see ghosts. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. Where, oh, I can, there it is. <laughs> so, you know, to me, I still think the Patriots, I, still, I think that the, that the 49ers defense is worse than... Last year's Bears defense. I think they're worse than the Jaguars defense from the from the year before that. You know, I like okay. I don't think that they're like a historic. I think they're good. There is something to be said about being good. You know, but I think that their offense is limited by Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. He's been, I think, the weakest part of that offense right now. Yeah. No, no, you that's outside uh, of maybe like their two through four receivers, but George Kittle obviously is really good, but like the, like your entire offense is running through the tight end. And again, George Kittle is really good, but like the Tony Gonzalez offense. Yeah, <laughs> you know between that and the, and the running game, that's pretty much it. Okay, so Niners three. That'll yeah. be yeah. Again, like that's not a, that's not an indictment. I just don't think like when I look at their record, you know, when I look at the Patriots record and see how like dominant they are, that's one thing. But I don't feel like the the Forty ers have been as dominant. I don't think their defense is as good. Yeah, it's a misleading. No. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I, again, good team. I just don't think they're going to represent the NFC. Okay. Gotcha. You've swayed me. <laughs> I've been oh, good. swayed. 
And if you're listening to the podcast, how about I swayed you too? Not that this matters, because who knows? The the 49ers could go undefeated the rest of the season and make them look like a complete idiot. But I just don't like I don't see. It. I just don't I I still think that the Saints are better than they are, and I still think the Packers are better than they are. Well, they'll see both teams. So we'll see. Yeah, they play the 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 Cardinals this week, right? Mm-hmm. And who knows? I mean, I, I think that Kyler Murray could give him some fits too. Christian Kirk is back and he's been he's been pretty good. Larry Fitzgerald is kinda eh. Kind of been okay. He had that hot start to the season, but yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't of, quite kept it up. He's faded quite a bit. You wouldn't expect him to at his age. No. I really wanted to see the uh, the Cardinals trade for O.J. Howard. If uh, if old Bruce Arians is going to use O.J. Howard, I think that uh, they should have made a move for that because I think that would have been really nice. Um, but again, <laughs> now the Cardinals are uh, they, they're trotting out Kenyon Drake as their starter this week. So like, I'm sure the, the 49ers will look great again this Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Kenyon Drake, food. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, let's transition a little bit uh, to the NBA. And we, it's a small sample size. We really can't talk too much about expectations that we haven't kind of covered in last week's podcast. Right. But given what we know now, do about we have... three games into the season. Yeah, three, maybe four, depending on the team. Um, I think the the Heat are playing right now. Do we have a scoring update on that on that game? <laughs> Just because you and I are both Heat fans. My uh, my my legal stream went down, so no, I don't have a score You're, update. <laughs> <laughs> Your very very legal, very cool stream went down. Okay, <laughs> let's see. So at the end of the third quarter, the Heat are leading eighty eight to seventy against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, right now, Jimmy Butler has nineteen points. Tyler here has twenty one points. Goran Dragic with sixteen points. And the man, the myth, that, <laughs> yeah, the man, the myth, the legend, the man that LeBron wishes he could be, Kendrick Nunn with 14 points right now. Speaking of Kendrick Nunn. I love Kendrick Nunn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we wanted to speak about some, um, since we don't have any kind of points we can make about the NBA season quite this far into the season because yeah, it's so short. We're doing some overreactions. That's, 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 the, that's what we're doing. And I was going to say, speaking of Kendrick Nunn, your overreaction is... Kendrick Nunn for Rookie of the Year. Technically, <laughs> technically, he's in his second year. He'd be like a Ben Simmons rookie, kind of. No, but he, he'd, he'd, be, he'd be eligible. He'd league. be eligible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd be eligible, but he, because uh, he was in the G League last year. Santa so Cruz. Is, yeah. <laughs> Santa Cruz Warriors. <laughs> exactly. So, and, and the Warriors, I'm sure, could use him right now. They would love to have him yeah. right now. But uh, too bad, so sad. He's going to be Rookie of the Year, which is crazy because Tyler Hero is literally a walking bucket. Um, Again, no, he's not a walking bucket. He is a bucket. He is a literal bucket. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, so honestly, it's not that far-fetched. If he keeps up this pace, which is very... Because uh, let me let me give you some stats. <laughs> very I mean, unlikely he does. Like I said, but... he has 14 points right now. It's the end of the third quarter, so still another quarter left to play. This is where Kendrick Nunn really likes to shine, by the way. So <laughs> keep, your, keep your eye on that. Um, but Kendrick Nunn... Here comes that cliche. If the season ended today... No, I'm not. <laughs> the season ended three games in. <laughs> this is where Kendrick Nunn would be. No, so right now, Kendrick Nunn is averaging 22.3 points per game. 3.3 total rebounds, 3.3 assists, nothing like crazy there. How many minutes? Uh, that would be... Um, it's got to be under like near 30 maybe? Yeah, he played... Well, they had one game... Um, Hold on. So he had uh, 26 and a half minutes played against Memphis, 28 and a half played against Milwaukee, and uh, 40 minutes played against uh, Minnesota. So also, his, his, per, his per 36 numbers must be even better. Exactly. <laughs> those are those numbers that the stat, the stat guys love, the per 36. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying, he looks he looks really good. He looks like he's, he's shooting really well. Mm. You know, and he's, he's getting it done not only, uh, you know, around the rim, but he's also shooting what was it 41 percent on his threes and he's averaging 6.6 per game yeah so right now before you know before game four obviously so obviously when this podcast comes out it'll be a little different we'll see uh, yeah because he'll have the you know fourth game in but right now he's got 14 points so kendrick nunn rookie of the year kendrick nunn rookie of the year baby overreaction time (laughs) but it's not an overreaction (laughs) (laughs) exactly oh man i wish i could have the the air horn (laughs) that's not it (laughs) that's not that's, that's what i got right now all right, so, so my overreaction, two, three games into the season, uh, they just won their last game, but the first two games were quite jarring in how bad they looked. The Golden State Warriors. Oh, thought you were going to say the Suns. No, no, no. The Suns don't look the, that bad, honestly. The Golden State Warriors. 
<laughs> lottery team? What? <laughs> oh, okay. Man. With so, the greatest shooter of all time? Yeah, the greatest shooter of all time with uh, his a history of bad ankles. Here's my thing. I'm not I'm not wishing Steph Curry gets injured. Obviously not. I want to see him have a great season. I actually would love to see him back in the MVP race. To, to be back in that one number one spot putting up 35 points a, you know, a night like he like he always could. My thing is the Golden State Warriors have probably the the largest drop off from their top 3 players to the rest of their team. So I'm going to pull up their roster here real quick. So obviously their top three players, uh, you know, without with Klay Thompson injured right now, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and D'Angelo Russell. You can put D'Angelo Russell too if you want. I would not argue. I think Draymond Green, with the continuity of Draymond Green, he's probably their second best player. Given, th- you know, given that, the Golden State Warriors have quite the drop-off in the rest of their team. Their bench is horrendous. So... I'm going to just run through the roster real quick, and we can talk about some of the players that are on this team. We've been talking a lot about name generators today. I can promise you that there are a few players on this team who you may think I just made up their name because it's quite jarring. So the only player I recognize that are um, of their young players, and the only reason I recognize him, recognize him is because of his time in college, is Jordan Poole. Right. Jordan Poole played at Michigan. He, was the, he hit the big shot in the NCAA tournament that won, I believe, was a Sweet 16 game, maybe? Sounds right. Elite 8, possibly. I don't remember. But Didn't he make that Get Out movie? Uh, the director for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you may have, have me do us us terrible <laughs> joke. <laughs> Not Jordan Peele, Jordan Poole. Uh-oh. That's the point, though. Same you don't difference. know. You 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 would you would have thought I was talking about Jordan Peele. He's not a very he's not a good player. So Russell's Curry Green. Okay, great. So Jordan Poole is on this team. There's a guy named Jacob Evans. I thought there was, was a guy named like, Russell Curry Green. Curry. <laughs> like what? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, RCG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a a 6'10 power forward. He played at Virginia Tech, man. Yeah, Russell Curry Green. RCG. Russell Curry Green, man. RCG. He's got the hyphen, too. That's why I'm I'm a fan of his. No. (laughs) All right, so D'Angelo Russell, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green. The rest of their team is quite jarring. So there's a guy named Jacob Evans who... I, my only knowledge of Jacob Evans like was back player. playing in like NBA 2K14. He was on the Jazz, and he was the worst player in the in the game. Oh, so he's been in the league. He's been in the league. Yeah, he's got some time. Actually, no, no, nah, I'm thinking of Jordan just, Evans. Just, just run through the names <laughs> for me. I don't, even, I don't even want to know any background on these guys. I want you to just say these names okay. so people can just say who? Disregard what, what I said about him earlier because now he, apparently he's only a one-year player. But Jacob Evans, Jordan Poole. There's a guy named Alan Smilagic. I pro- I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. I bet you did. I, I probably Yeah, I promise you I did. Wow. Eric Pascal. Willie Cauley-Stein, who's a, a, a player I recognize and I liked him at Kentucky, but he has not panned out the way he should have. Glenn Robinson the third. So, <laughs> I wonder if junior or senior played in the NBA as well. Uh, Kevon Looney, give him credit. He's you know been a he's he was a rotation player for the Warriors last year when they made their finals run. Now right. he's their starting center, and they rely on him. For that was a, a big that run. was on necessity. Like that was like oh exactly. god, okay. <laughs> we're starting Looney. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Burks, which another player who's been a, a a career role player, eight years in the league, and I don't think he's ever had a, a moment like that in the league. Uh, there's a guy named Damian Lee. A guy named Kai Bowman, who are two-way players, but you know they'll be on the roster. And then Marquise Chris, uh, a, you know, a, a relatively young player who has not panned out, who's also been, you know, a bit of a disappointment as far as his NBA career. Right. The, the point I'm trying to make is that this Golden State Warriors team is one Steph Curry injury away from the conversation having to be had. Like, do we even bring back Clay Thompson? Is it even worth it? Because like he may be 100% in March. You know, right. definitely post All Star break, but at that point, unless you're kind of running him out there just to like, you know, kind of get the wheels running for him again, why play him? If yeah, if, I can see like maybe like them giving him a guy, who was that player that that, that did that um, a couple of years ago, where like they gave him some minutes like at, just at the end of the season just to kind of like get him some NBA uh, reps before the before the end of the season. I can't remember who it was. Like, Fultz maybe. No, Marco Fultz got beginning no, of the year minutes. No, it wasn't him. But anyways, yeah, but there the is point, something yeah. to be said about like you know trying someone out there just to get some NBA minutes that when they come back they can start the season. Yeah, and here's the thing, know, like you know, I go. say Golden State lottery team, and it sounds like I'm saying they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. No, no, no. Lottery teams are just the teams that didn't make the playoffs. It's simply right. it's you're either a playoff team or a lottery team. So the Warriors could be in the fight until the end of the season, battling for that eight seed. Pick? 
No, 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 no. Just say they're the worst. This is an overreaction. Exactly. You know what? No, you're right. Okay, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, what are you doing, man? This isn't a hedge my bets. <laughs> what? All that, all that talk you just had, just to say like, eh, they'll be Golden- <laughs> the 17th seed. What? Now <laughs> get out of there. Golden State Warriors, 17 and 65. There you go. <laughs> That's much Way better. Really back in. Yeah. Thank you. Golly. <laughs> Overre. That's the worst overreaction I've ever heard. That's, That's a an overreaction. Reaction. <laughs> That's a great analysis. All right, all right. Enough about Horrible me, John. Overreaction. Who? What? We, what was your overreaction for all this? Right, hear me out here. Okay. Oh boy, I'm Kyrie ready. Irving. This guy. Three games. It's a lot to tell in three games. Let's let's look at the story from the beginning. We got Minnesota. Uh, I think at home, they lose in overtime, but Kyrie has 50 points. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Second game, New York Knicks, tough crowd. That's Media, true. The spotlight, neighbor city. Madison Square Garden. Wins the game, drops 26. Third game, at Memphis. Ooh, away game, first one. With your new team, tough. 37 points. Ooh. Kyrie Irving's currently averaging 37.7 points uh, per game. Are you saying that's sustainable? Of course. <laughs> Still Kevin Durant. Listen, Nobody he, else going to score. He's taking the crown this year. That's true. That's a, that's a valid point. Like, Listen, who's going to pass the ball off to? Joe Harris? <laughs> Karis Levert. He might actually give Karis yeah. Levert might put us in points. But based based on these numbers and these three games, these three important games, Kyrie Irving will be the scoring champion of this league this year. He's going to pull a Kobe 2006. And that's just, that's just going off these stats because these are these are great teams, tough atmospheres to play in, a lot of pressure coming into your new team. Expectations are high. I think he'll live up to them. Drop thirty seven points a game and then one story a week of his bad mood swings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll keep this up. <laughs> yeah, you see that, that that's the trade off. You get the bad mood swings, but you also get thirty seven points a game. So yeah, jeez, who's really mad? I mean, we've seen Uncle Drew, so if Uncle Drew can do it. Technically, Kyrie can do it too. So you're telling me Uncle Drew is Kyrie Irving? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you breaking news here? You have a scoop, John? <laughs> you, you heard it here first. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let me show you some young blood. Oh yeah, so much sports. <laughs> God. John Williams of Somewhat Sports reporting. This just <laughs> Wojnarowski's gonna tweet. Uncle Drew was played by Kyrie Irving per John Williams of some yeah, sports. Per, per, per JL Williams five sources tell ESPN. That's a Woj bomb. Oh man, yeah. So that's my that's my overreaction. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. What do you guys have? You guys watched any uh, Houston uh, Rockets games? Uh, I caught the end of their opening game of the season, but I haven't watched anything since. Did you? I you know I I, I caught a little bit of it and. Uh, Russell Westbrook looks, dare I say, better than James Harden. Right Ooh, don't say that. There. <laughs> don't say three, that. Three games, he has had a good three games. I just think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder like he always does. Could be. Maybe it's just a larger chip now because he got you know sent to Houston. Could be. But uh, it, was, it was interesting. They played their last game as of Tuesday. Their last game was against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. It was in Houston, so it's not like Russell Westbrook was going back to Oklahoma City. But he was playing his former teammates, and I don't know if you saw after the game, they interviewed him, and said, or maybe it was before the game, but they said, Hey, you know, how do you feel about playing your former teammates in Oklahoma or from Oklahoma? And he was like, "Would you, will you be friendly with them? Will it, will it be nice to see friends again?" He was right, like, "I right. have no friends on the court. Ooh. My only friend on the court is Spalding." <laughs> <laughs> you got a big eye roll from John here. <laughs> oh my god! His eyes just rolled to the back of his head. Listen, they're, they're my only friend is Spalding. <laughs> they're definitely driving that narrative of uh, him against Harden. And every chance they get there, you know, any any argument or conversation that they have yeah. on the court. I mean, there was like a whole thing yeah, around uh, the that clip of them arguing mid-game, you know, the other day, and I'd I'd just say those are two competitive basketball guys, teammates trying to figure out a, the best way to play. Like, it's not a serious issue, but yeah. yeah, like you said, the narrative is Westbrook or Harden can't be both. I mean, Russell Westbrook is still out here averaging a triple double. Oh yeah, no, he's he got a triple double in his in his uh, previous game. It's. It's not I, think, his... I think it was like, oh, what, one assist away from getting a triple-double in the next game, too. Yeah, I, I, so I wouldn't like, say... really good. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd still say James Harden is going to get his numbers. Like, he, James Harden has to be the number one option. Russell Westbrook can sit back and get 20 a game, and then his triple-double, and James Harden can get 28, 29 a game, and get his 8-8 eight and eight 
Right. You know, yeah, they're they, going to lose in the first round. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> the, the Rockets are a regular season team because... What's the P.J. Tucker? Come on, man. <laughs> His shoe game? Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. It's going to be wearing off-whites. There's some respect on P.J. Tucker. Can't win. We can't lose when you got the drip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm so glad someone else is here to back me up on these. Listen, the power of that zip tie on his shoes. <laughs> oh, God. Here comes the zip tie. That's the labeling name. of left and right. <laughs> it says Nike in quotations. PJ Tucker. Virgil, Ab- Virgil Abloh point- breathed on these shoes. 16.7 points per game, you seven know. rebounds, 1.3 assists. I'm surprised, I'm surprised he's going 16 points. He's not that type of player. But <laughs> but yeah, the, the Rockets are our regular season team. I don't expect them to, because both Harden and Westbrook have a history of putting up great numbers, getting to the playoffs, and just... Joking. I mean, choking is a way to put it. I, I hesitate to use that word. I, I just I just say... It's the overreaction <laughs> segment. Let's go! You know what? You're right again. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Russell Westbrook <laughs> and James Harden, choke artists. That's Ooh. right. Choke artists. <laughs> <laughs> Trachea is terrible. Someone get the Heimlich out. <laughs> this dude's choking. 65 wins in the regular season, and they're going to go and lose in four to the... To the Suns. <laughs> All right, easy there. Overreaction season. <laughs> easy there. I didn't go that far. Can we can we do uh, Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals? A prediction? If it started today. If the season ended today. Today. <laughs> All right. Well, Eastern what? Conference Finals. Uh, Heat Sixers. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I got the Heat in five on that one. What's Kendrick? going on with the Bucks? Why? How come they're not in the conversation? They're trash. 131. They lost at home to the Miami Heat, man. That's, That's a bad right. Without Jimmy, without Jimmy Butler. Exactly. Oh, That's man. it. They're done. They're toast. Budenholzer fired in the season. Dwayne Wade would be <laughs> proud right now, man. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is he really that good? <laughs> he will oh, be when oh. he leaves the, the Milwaukee Bucks for the Heat. And he signs for the Heat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez. All right. Should we just end the podcast? Then? <laughs> Actually, wait. I mean, you know, we're we're not gonna have time for it. But there was that NCAA ruling today. Well, right, you, you have a couple. Do minutes, I have time so, for yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. So good. Okay. I heard that they're now gonna be able to have the their likenesses. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To profit for? off the likeness. Yeah. Okay. With a catch. So the ruling or the NCAA unanimously voted their board of governors, whatever they call it, unanimously voted um, to open talks of revamping their policies about student athletes comp, you know profiting off their likeness previously that was a complete no a no-go like you know you you play sports for your school you may or may not earn your scholarship but if you're playing sports for your school you're not allowed to earn any money on the side right now they have opened up the, the possibility of reworking that policy now because you know a lot of people get their information from social media now twitter facebook instagram whatever they get their news from there a lot of the tweets and posts that came out about this story was a very simple. The NCAA has voted unanimously to allow players, student athletes, to profit from their likeness. And you know, this is obviously a this has been a touch a touch point issue for a few years now. Um, and people shared it like crazy. You know, yeah. we're talking t- over ten thousand, twenty thousand retweets and likes on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of shares on Facebook. Um, and it's simply misleading because I get it. Headlines are headlines. You have to get the click. You have to get people talking about a certain story. Right. The headline should have been. The NCAA are considering this, which I think in the end they will ultimately so they, fold. They they uh, they approved the notion of like going forward with like they approved, exploring the yeah, idea. They approved the they approved the exploring of the idea. Is essentially what they did. Now the fact that they're even doing this, even acknowledging that there might be a problem with their system, is a is a is a pretty big deal. Right, because we've been talking about they should pay the players for how long now? Like, yeah, and the NCAA, <laughs> you know, their thing is upholding the. Um, upholding amateurism in sports right. and making sure that these players are playing for the passion of their school and whatever other, like and not for money. Right, because who gets the profit off their passion for the school? <laughs> yeah, the NCAA yeah. But, uh, and the schools. But now they're actually considering the fact that this may be a problem with the system. So like, like I said, I think eventually they will come out with some sort of um, some sort of program or system, not program, a system where student athletes can profit off their likeness but it's going to be a very regulated thing. Like I, I'm sure the NCAA, NCAA will say you will only you are only allowed to earn a certain amount of money per semester or month or week, whatever they whatever parameter they set. It's going super to be lame. a say it again. That's super lame. Yeah. It, well, yeah. The, the NCAA <laughs> is super lame. That's just their thing. They're they're going to find a way to limit the income that student athletes can make. 
And unless this, unless, you know, we can find a way to, if there are enough legislators in Congress in right. Washington to care about passing a federal law for this, then the NCAA is going to be able to create this system however they see fit. And they're probably going to come up with something that nobody's going to really like once, right. we, once we get into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. The idea of players profit, student athletes, sorry, let me use your language, student athletes profiting off their likeness is great. It's a great step. It's not a victory yet. Sure. You know, it's a great first step, though. Um, it's an I exciting agree. thing, but it's also a bit misleading. And you know what? That means we're one step closer to the NCAA football video game franchise coming back. That, that is true. That is true. That's that all true. I need to know. That is a victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's a victory in and of itself. Yes, so, yes. Anyways, yeah, really, really interesting stuff there. I mean, I've, I've always been very much like pro pay the players. I know, you know, a lot of people fall on different sides of the issue, Um but I think that the majority of people recognize that there is an issue with, you know, these coaches and these schools making buckets and buckets mm. and buckets of cash uh, off of basically what amounts to the labor of, you know, students who are doing it. Yes, like I understand, like there's a value in like having a degree from a certain school. But right. I mean, Cardale Jones said it best on Twitter. I didn't come <laughs> here to play school. <laughs> In all caps, that's I didn't right. come here to play school. Like that's the thing. Like a lot of these guys are using it as a stepping a stepping stone to get to professional football, yeah, or professional baseball, or professional basketball, like whatever it is, right? Right. And again, there is there is merit in amateurism. Like I understand that there is there is something there, but like at least if nothing else, this allows the opportunity for you know stories like i mean i, I can't remember where that where that guy is from what uh he was like a, a kicker it was a college football kicker i believe he was kicking for ucf uh but i could be wrong maybe it was usf i can't remember yeah exactly what but he was, was he was an ncaa he was an FBS ncaa kicker. yeah kicker and he he was fine like he was a decent kicker but he made money on the side on his YouTube channel because he was right. a funny, entertaining guy and he would do like, you know, trick shots and stuff like that. And the NCAA, he had a, a big YouTube following because people liked him. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA came down and said like, sorry, you can't make any money off of your YouTube channel if you're going to do this. Right. Which is crazy because like, it's not like he's using like his branding of like the school and saying like, oh, you know, I'm uh, so, like, I don't even remember what school he was from. Like that's, that should tell you everything you know <laughs> right. about how much brand awareness is giving to a particular school or, or whatever. Um, but to have that that person not be able to use their talent and monetize their talent to me is like first off anti-American, okay, <laughs> number one. Uh, but number two, it's just it's unethical. Like it's yeah. just, it's his it's his life, it's his decision, it's his creativity, right? It's his outlet. Yeah, you know. I, I will like, say, are I, they mad because he was using the school Wi-Fi? Is that what it is? Like, what? <laughs> like I just don't understand. I don't. Understand. I, I remember the story a few years ago. I don't. Again, I don't remember the player. I don't remember the school. He played football. I know that. But he he like knitted beanies in his free time and yeah. sold them. And they told him to stop selling these beanies he knitted. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they just want all the money. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Summer Sports Podcast. We'll catch you next week.